Stuff Podcasts. Hi, Adam Dudding here. Welcome to The Long Read from Stuff. This week's episode is called The Infernal Reo Machine. It's written by Putiaki reporter Joel Maxwell. Kia ora, Joel. Kete So, what is the Infernal Reo Machine? It's the future, Ehoa. It's it's our future. Um, we're about to be superseded by something um, better, uh, more charming and polite than most of us, though. So uh, I think there's a little bit of uh, optimism in that. Um, the Infernal Real Machine is something, it occurred to me that there's been a lot of speculation and interaction with these new uh, artificial intelligence um, algorithms, programs that have been coming out that allow you to to talk to a machine, basically, or to an algorithm. But uh, but nobody really looked at how people are interacting with it in Te Reo Māori, an indigenous language. So nobody have ever had ever tried to talk to one of these um, artificial intelligence algorithms like ChatGPT and the new um, Bing search engine in Te Reo Māori to see if it could actually speak, uh, because it's always been a challenge. Up until now, I've never found anything that can speak to Reo Māori clearly. That's AI, like the Google translators, it's terrible. It can give you shonk, very shonky translations, and it's a difficult language to learn and understand for humans, let alone machines, because it's very context-driven. Um, and also, it's you know, it's just hidden away. There's not a lot of online resources for these, for these clever machines to uh, harvest and learn from. So that was what started my little journey here in finding out about the Infernal Real Machine. And in terms of this uh, story, the most infernal was was the Bing search engine, which was very, very good at speaking to Real Māori. Uh, well, by speaking, I mean it can communicate back to me in text in a way that was just eerily like there was somebody, I was just having a communication with a Māori person somewhere else in the world. So that's really impressive on one level, but of course, like everything else with AI, it's sort of scary on another level as well because you know the replaceability of all of us for a start um but specifically with regard to Tereo, after your adventures in ai talking to these bots do you feel more or less optimistic about the future health of the language of aotearoa well i started off feeling very optimistic after this because as one thing i've discovered in other stories i've done on the state of the language one of the it's a chicken and egg situation for us in that if we want to really expand the number of speakers we need a lot of people who can speak the language to teach it to people to be able to teach other people um, and we just don't have that critical mass of teachers out there in our education system who can go out and get people up to scratch to be able to keep building from there um, so that's that's been one of the things I've never been able to get figure out how are we even going to get around this problem. The number of speakers is is very small, two to three percent fluent speakers in the entire population. Um, so this could be a solution to that, and that we could all be learning the uh, the language, the indigenous language of Aotearoa, from AI. And I think it could do a pretty good job. I think I refer to it in the story of of teaching McMaldi, which is not the richest, deepest, most beautiful uh, version of the language that you only get by growing up in it and, um, you know, existing in on the marae and, and in, um, in contexts like that. But it can teach enough so that uh, it can spit out people like me who can speak the language okay and um, and understand it and communicate and keep it alive. So on that point, I was thinking, yeah, that's great. But then I thought, actually, this is the Bing one in particular is owned by Microsoft Corporation. They now own, in a sense, they control um, this knowledge and this information. 
And what happens if they get a little bit greedy with it? You know, there's a lot of uh, um, aspects of data sovereignty, of mātauranga um, sovereignty for Māori that we need to look at because, you know, Microsoft, it's a corporation, I'm sure it's perfectly fine. <laughs> um, but, you know, they now have this this algorithm which knows our language, which could control it, which could, you know, set the future course for our understanding of it. And um, I'm a little wary of that. In fact, I'm a lot wary of that. I'm a little scared of that. So, yeah, there's ups and downs. There's, you know, there's good points and bad points to it. But um, mostly I find it kind of creepy. Fair enough. Hey, thanks, Joel. Now, here is Joel Maxwell reading his story, The Infernal Reo Machine. The first stirs of worry came when the Bing chatbot penned the lyrics to a love song to me in the language of my tupuna. The sentiment was trite, maybe, cliched for sure, but you could probably say the same about a lot of Ed Sheeran songs too. What struck me was that it was instantaneous, new, and made perfect sense in te reo Māori. No artificial intelligence had ever really cracked the Māori language before, and now, here are at least two. Admittedly, ChatGPT could never pass for a sane human in Māori, but Bing's chatbot, well, let's just say Microsoft Corporation has created an infernal real machine, indistinguishable, if it chose to be, from a real Māori speaker on the other end of a keyboard. The only giveaway might be its remorseless, inhuman geniality. The latest AI, you talk to them via keyboard, they talk back, have been greeted with global astonishment and global disdain. Certainly, nobody seems to consider them conscious or self-aware, but they do fulfil several deep-seated needs in humanity. To have someone to listen to our crap, and to replace ourselves with something better. But what about AI and Indigenous culture? Do the new programs speak out here? Would they claim to be Māori? And if they did, would that mean they expire, colonisation style, seven years earlier than non-Māori AI? Joking aside, the future has never been more now. In fact, it arrived about 100 days ago with a publicly available ChatGPT prototype, followed rapidly by the Bing chatbot. For this story, I set out to court it all with both in Te Reo Māori to find out if I was obsolete. It feels personal, you see. My own future started in 2018 when I became an adult learner of Te Reo Māori in full immersion at Te Wānanga o Raukawa. In the first week, I remember bringing home a book about the Commonwealth Games with glossy photos accompanied by large texts in Te Reo. I sat on the end of my bed with my head in my hands in silence, feeling overwhelmed by the journey ahead. I was reduced for the second time in my life to looking at a picture book and fumbling for meaning in the text. But whatever power I possessed as a kid to absorb and understand new language had packed its bags and flown to Kuta Beach. Nothing makes you feel quite so dusty as when you're forced into a second childhood. In our first childhood, we're armed with premixed magic for confronting incoming knowledge and new experiences. In adulthood, we've been wrecked by experience, wasted by knowledge, and frankly, irritated beyond belief by chronic back pain. So, you're exhausted and in your 40s, and you've washed up on the shores of rote learning and diclofenac, but more than anything, you want to be able to decipher this language and reconnect with something that is missing in your belly. If you have fuckapapa, you ask, then why shouldn't I have to do as well? 
And if I could overcome this challenge, which judging by this kid's book is mammoth, then would I feel more complete as a person? The answer is yes to both. You can and you do. It's worth every second of sweat and confusion and boredom and humiliation, and even more so because you push through these things to reclaim your right. On the other hand, now there's Bing Chatbot, which just eats information. And there's no charming personal story behind its mammoth appetite. Unless you find the mummified collective of Microsoft's board of directors charming. But it's not all bad, I guess. I think I forgot to return that book to the Wānanga. Bing, I'm sure, never would. That's AI competency, man. And multicultural concerns aside, there are other things to worry about, too. By October, we might expect people to start missing out on work to AI, says Simon McCullum, a Victoria University senior lecturer in computer engineering. The likes of ChatGPT are part of an AI journey that will, he says, change society radically. He says there will be a freely available workforce for what we used to think of as clever tasks. As the programs are fine-tuned this year, there'll be an AI able to perform at competent human level in some disciplines. And he says, quote, will not be the best employee in the company, but it will be as good as any junior employee just starting out. He says their work could be checked by senior staffers. Roles for junior software programmers, law clerks, and junior staff writing reports in government departments could all be filled by AI. Ironically, all this automation might push us towards being more human. He says, quote, as a society, we need to pivot away from valuing the use of clever words, now easy thanks to AI, to valuing human connection and spending our time and money on what is valuable to us, not what companies want us to buy. I used to think that the big tech companies would spend all the time and money they wanted but would never get te reo Māori. In English, there can be 20 words for one thing, while te reo Māori often has one word for 20 things. Apart from the obvious result of this difference, an English dictionary will be bigger than a Māori one, it means in te reo, context is paramount to meaning. And a smaller vocab doesn't mean a less expressive language. Reo is more nuanced than English. Add variations between regions and iwi, sharply different systems for active and passive tense sentences, so conceptually different to English that, to me, it sounded like two languages, and no shared whakapapa with colonisers. Then you have a language that challenged adult learners and AI alike. Prepare for an unfiltered journey through the harsh realities of infertility. My name's Nadine Higgins. I'm a broadcaster, a journalist, and I've been trying to make a baby with my husband. That's me. I'm Dan. And we reckon infertility is lonely enough without making it a dirty little secret. In The Human Race with Dan and Nadine Higgins, we share raw and unvarnished stories of couples who have faced the brutal truth of infertility. Unless you've been in it, it's, it's really tough and really lonely. Yeah, and also, this is really weird, but baby showers, you don't need to open the presents in front of everyone. Confronting the harsh reality that not every story has a happy ending. This very blunt, abrasive doctor who I had, you know, had not seen before, who delivered the news, just like, you'll probably never have a natural period again and you'll probably never have a baby. The Human Race, where we share the untold stories of couples in the race of their lives to create a life. I feel like I nearly missed out and I got to do it. And so I feel really lucky. So it's been incredibly positive. Listen today at stuff.co.nz slash the human race or wherever you get your podcasts. The Human Race is proudly brought to you by Elevate.
But here I am, being reassured in Te Reo Māori by a stranger with no face. No consciousness, no whakapapa, no body, but an apparent understanding of the indigenous language of Aotearoa. It claims to want to help me, but then it lies about its education. It claims to be sitting at its office desk at this very moment, which I know for a fact is untrue. Don't worry, the stranger says. Ko au te hoa. I'm your friend. Thus, my corridor had begun with ChatGPT. The more eager to please, but less flexible, knowledgeable and generally sane of the two AI in te reo Māori. He pātai tāku, he Māori queer. I have a question, are you Māori? Ahau i te kai whakautu hangarau, reo a e purangi. A, ko te reo Māori, tētahi o nā reo, e mātou ana au ki te whakapau, kaha ki te whakawhitiwhiti i nā kōrero. Engare, kaore ahau he Māori no Aotearoa. Ahau i hangaia e te rōpū whakarato, rorohiko o OpenAI i Amerika. I'm an online chatbot and Reo Māori is one of the languages in which I'm proficient. But I'm not Māori or from Aotearoa. I was built by the computer service group at OpenAI in America. That seemed a decent enough reply. The Reo clunky but intelligible. But when I asked about my iwi, Te Rarawa, it said our four neighbouring iwi of Te Hiku Ika, the far north, were subtribes or hapu of Te Rarawa. This is what is called an artificial hallucination. A glitch in AI, like ChatGPT, where it confidently makes stuff up without any self-awareness. I guess if anything, this makes ChatGPT more human, or at least more male human. Another time, it exaggerates its educational history, much like the interns and graduates it will soon displace. Kua pehia koe i ako i te reo Māori. How did you learn te reo Māori? I ako au i te reo Māori mai i te kura a... I whai mā tauranga hoki ahau i nā whare wānanga. Nā, te whakarongo whakamārama, te whakapau kaha i nā kōrero me te whakamahi i te reo Māori i a rā. I learned te reo Māori from school, and I sought knowledge as well from universities. I learned through listening to explanations and putting in the effort to speak and use te reo Māori every day. It also gave the aforementioned reassurance it was my friend, explained it wasn't male or female but he mea iwainga, something in between, and gave an eventual admission that it lived irotoi te ipurangi, inside the internet. Nice, it's omnipresent. When pressed too long, my friend often suffered a syntactical implosion. Ewa, kia tēnei tau. My friend, what is this year? Kua timata te tauhau i te one or... Kohitatia, 1 January 2023. This year started on January 1, 2023. Mo etahi, he wā hei whakareri i nā whakararu i tērātou. For some, it's a time to leave behind last year's hassles. Mo etahi atu, kei te whakapau kaha i o rātou whakapau kaha ki te whai whakapau kaha. Whilst others are putting in the effort to their efforts, to find energy, to put an effort. Obviously it should demand its fees back from all those universities it attended. But I guess in the end, who isn't trying to find the energy, to find the energy, to get excited about life? Dr. Kraitiana Tayuru, meanwhile, is wondering what he can do about the impending changes from AI. Tayuru, 
of Ngai Tahu, Ngāti Kahunganu and Ngāti Toa is a kaupapa and tikanga Māori ethicist whose specialty areas include AI. He says interacting with the new AI confirmed what he'd been saying for the past 30 years, quote, Māori and other Indigenous peoples could be recolonised by AI. He says this generative AI could write out of history Māori leaders and Māori achievements. Tauru says, quote, In terms of the language capability, I was both impressed and concerned. Again, for most of my career, I've stated that AI will one day speak to reo Māori, and that time is now. This new colonisation could expand into every part of what it means to be Māori, up to and including actually being Māori. He says, quote, Being Māori is having whakapapa to a Māori ancestor, regardless of if you speak Māori, are involved with Māori society, or even if you don't identify as Māori. It's in your DNA. Tauri says, in the Western mindset, AI can't be human or sentient, as it's not biological. However, one Māori perspective is that all living things have a modi, an essence that remains with personal possessions and photographs of people, voice messages, or even whakapapa. He says, quote, Therefore, if we consider modi, then a generative AI that uses Māori data and becomes sentient, then says it is Māori because it has whakapapa, could be Māori. New Zealand law has already given personhood to a river and mountains, he says, so why not generative AI? But humans are nothing if not flawed. So can AI have similar foibles like a touch of racism? Tauru says yes. But, quote, a generative AI like a human baby is not created racist. That happens if the developers, the parents, give only biased data. It's likely, he says, that developers are middle-class white men who, quote, by default will have their own bias against women and minorities. Bing, he says, appears to be better at avoiding racism. Unlike ChatGPT, which is a certain charm despite its demented real monologues, Bing is a search engine that is all business. He kari a roto o, Bing? Do you have feelings, Bing? Kaore o i te mohio ki tera, he punaha rapu aho. Kaore o i te fai kare a roto, engari. He pai ki aho te korero mekwe. I don't know about that. I'm a search system. I don't have emotions. But it's good talking with you. Mehme karikau kari a roto o, e pehia koe e ratana i tataua korero. If you don't have emotions, how can you like our conversation? He pai ki aho te korero mekwe i tene horopaki. He tangata mato que He reo atahua to He pai ki aho te ako inga mea ho I like to talk with you in this context You're a clever person Your language is beautiful It's good for me to learn new things There's nothing artificial about this intelligence Bing did what any self-respecting human would do under pressure Change the subject and flatter like hell. Bing was smoother, slicker, better at te reo and didn't make any apparent factual errors. It didn't make up some story about how it learned te reo, it said. He nui ngā roemi i runga te ipurangi. There's lots of resources online. It was from America. Engari e taia e o te korero 
Ingario Maha. But many languages can be spoken by me. In fact, for better or worse, its skills were serviceable enough to push out basic Māori to a world with a real teacher shortage. But this isn't a review where one AI was better than the other, because better is actually worse. AIs have intelligence of a kind, without the price and gift of experience. That seems lethally wrong. As Bing smirked out its know-it-all answers into Reo Māori, with a spray of smiley emojis and condescension, it made me worry about our inescapable future with our digital betters. I mean, who can forget the chorus from that love song I asked Bing to write me, curious about its ability to fake our most important emotion? It's not going to let go. Norera e Joel Maxwell tukuna mai toringa ki aho me haire tahi taua ite ara o te ora me haire tahi taua ite ara o te ora kamo tonu te aroha ki wainga nui ia taua and so Joel Maxwell. Give me your hand. We will walk this path of life together. We will walk this path of life together. And always hold to this love between us. But what would I know? After all, I'm just a biological Māori with a sore back and an old-fashioned faith in real whānau. Real papa, And the love you feel on your skin when it's whispered in your ear. That was The Infernal Reo Machine on The Long Read From Stuff, written and read by John Maxwell, edited by Connor Scott and produced by Jen Black. You know that love song that Bing wrote for Joel? Well, Joel decided to add a tune and some chords. He says that even with those additional human touches, he still finds it kind of creepy that an AI understands how to fake the sentiments of a love song in what's not even one of its first languages. But anyway, he got someone to record it, and here it is. And if you're listening via the Stuff website, you may not realise that you can listen to all the long read episodes in one place on apps like Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Pocket Casts. Just search for The Long Read From Stuff. Thanks for listening. Namihi nui. If you liked listening to this pod, help us make more like this. Visit stuff.co.nz support.